Hey, we kicked off a brand new series about the Holy Spirit some uh, Sundays ago. And uh, I want to speak about how can you make with the Holy Spirit smart decisions. I think smart decisions, it's a good thing, right? Is anyone you like to make dumb and stupid decisions? Hands up. <laughs> no one. Oh, some people, they're quite honest. I, I, I like smart decisions, godly decisions, decisions. When I look back from now, 10 years, I'm super happy because everyone, when you're going to school, maybe you know those parts, actually. We call it like in Switzerland, the Schweden Balkan, the Swedish Balk, whatever you call it. Um, this is always something when you're like small like me, it's very difficult to overcome. And this is for me like an illustration today. Sometimes we face like a challenge or we face like an obstacle or we have a situation in, in our family and we have no clue how can I overcome this situation right now. And I really do believe that God has given us the Holy Spirit in those moments and He gives us a godly advice. I need a godly advice to overcome certain challenges in my life because with my own strength, with my own knowledge, I cannot do it. And I spoke about some weeks ago, the Holy Spirit is like my helper. When you are lifting weight, you need a help. And when you say, Holy Spirit, help me, He will help you. We spoke about the Holy Spirit is my best friend. When David was anointed, he faced a lot of challenges, but the Holy Spirit was a friend. He always sticked with him. But today, the Swedish folk stands for the Holy Spirit leads us in God's way. And here's the thing. Here is one thing missing. Ah, here is the trampoline. Why in the world is it so far away? Let's give my, my team a big round of applause. So, yeah, the trampoline. So, are you ready? The Holy Spirit is like a trampoline. Yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit is like a trampoline. Woo! It looks easy. <laughs> And it's also super easy. Why is a trampoline? Because it gives me an idea how to overcome my challenges in my life. And I want to start with Bible verse in John 16, verse 13. But when He, the Holy Spirit of truth, comes, He will give you, you into all the truth. He will not speak on His own. He will speak only what He hears. And He will tell you what is yet to come. Check this out. The Holy Spirit will tell you what will come in your life. That knows, He knows the future already. Isn't that amazing? Often when I face a challenge, I don't have a clue what is next. And why is the Holy Spirit so important? Because when Jesus performed a miracle, He was present. He only could help one person in one moment. That means if you are that person, lucky you. People were lining up. And she said, when the whole world is lining up, it goes ages and years and years. But when the Holy Spirit comes, He will be only presence. He will be upon every single person around the world. And He will do the same miracles, not in one moment, all over the world. And not only that, it's also only sign. That means He knows already what is on God's heart. And now I want to ask you, I want to ask you a question. Has God an IQ? Have you ever thought about it? Is there anyone who made an IQ test? I did an IQ test many, many years back. I had around 315. I don't know if it's good or not, I don't know. I just, I lost it. 
People said, ah, it's good. But here's the point. One of the smartest guys is Albert Einstein. He had an IQ of between 160 and 180. That's pretty good. But the most famous guy actually is Terence Tao. He is a mathematics professor with an IQ of 230. And now comes the question, has the Holy Spirit an IQ? Or has God an IQ? IQ means intellectual quote. That means it's always based on a formula. And you quote, and here's the point. God never fought a question he never fought before. God never fought about something he didn't fought before. God is not surprised about his thoughts because God is a bound and time and limit. That means God knows the beginning, the middle, and also the end in the same time. I only see my beginning, but not the end. That's why we are so nervous, right? But God sees your end, the beginning, also right now here. That means God knows everything in your life and we need the Holy Spirit, that substance that helps you and me in our journey. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 and 7, Now about the gifts of the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, I do not want to be uninformed. Now each of one our manifest of the Spirit is given for the common good. And here is the point, the, the gifts of the Spirit in the, in the original Bible verse means charisma. God has given us charisma. But some people, they translate like in the gifts of the Spirit for all the charismatic people, but that's wrong. It's charisma. And the word charisma means actually, charis means grace, the ma means gift, and charisma means the grace of gift. God has given you a gift and you have done nothing for it. Isn't that amazing? I love gifts. Is there anyone here, you're loving gifts? Yeah, come on. The Holy Spirit has given you a gift and we did nothing actually in our lives. The Holy Spirit is charismatic. Do you know that? That means from the day on you receive in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit dwells in you, that means you are charismatic too. Charismatic too, that means it has nothing to do with the, with the church style or going to a charismatic church. Every church is charismatic because the Holy Spirit is charismatic. And charismatic means the Holy Spirit has given every of one, each of one around the world a gift. Isn't that amazing? Is anyone excited about it? A free gift for all. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 8 to 10, now the Bible speaks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The one there is given to the Spirit a message of wisdom, another a message of knowledge, by means in the same Spirit, another faith by the same Spirit, another the gifts of healing by that one Spirit, another miraculous powers, another prophecy, another distinguish between spirits, the other speaking in different kinds of tongues. For some people speaking tongues is like Swiss, Swiss German, right? Or like drunken people in Shottish. And still other the interpretation of tongues. Here are some gifts, charismatic gifts, are given to you for the body of Jesus Christ. That's awesome. And I want to speak about four gifts 
helps me to make smart and wise decisions. Four gifts I can use the Holy Spirit as a trampoline to overcome all my challenges in my life. The, key, the message of wisdom, I want to speak about the gifts of knowledge, the gifts of prophecy, and also speaking in tongues. Four of those charismatic gifts are given from God Almighty to make strong and solid decisions in our lives. Let's start with the gifts of wisdom. Is there anyone here you need wisdom? Wisdom, how you, how you should spend your money, who should you marry, who should you marry, what kind of a building you should build, whatever. And I wrote it down. The, the gifts of the Spirit is the wisdom to know what God's plan is in a certain situation. So here is the challenge in your life. It can be a drama, a drama at home. It can be a family drama. It can be a small group drama. It can be a church drama. It can be a leadership drama. Now you're facing a drama in your life. And this drama is so big, so impossible. And you need the, the, the gift of wisdom. And I was wondering why in the world God was saying in the book of James, if you're lacking wisdom, you can ask God for wisdom. Have you ever wondered why God is saying that? If you're lacking wisdom, you can ask God and He will give you wisdom. A lot of people, you don't understand God. God is like a gentleman and the Holy Spirit is a gentleman too. You can be a believer and God gives you the, the possibility, you, still you make your own decisions. Do you know that? You can say to God, God, I hear you, but I don't like what I hear. God still says you can do your own things, even though if you're a believer. And God says, I accept that if you want to do your own thing, do your own thing. But if you want to have the wisdom and the knowledge of God, ask me and I'll give you an insight about the future. And the gifts of wisdom is exactly the same thing. God gives you an insight from above. I wrote down four a lot of different things, how you can receive wisdom. There is the principle of an open door. The open door is something I pray all the time. Say, Holy Spirit, I, I, don't, I don't understand right now what I'm going through. But you're a God of open doors. Open the door so big that I can miss it. Not like a small door. Make it huge, known for everyone. And this is for me always the illustration. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The door is wide open. And I can jump. Isn't it amazing? Or I pray, Holy Spirit, lock that door so hard. Even if I try, you take the trampoline away. That's the moment when God takes the trampoline away. That means, God, I don't want to have the trampoline. And it means I can try as hard as I want. This is my prayer. God, lock it, lock it. Isn't it cool, eh? God, lock it! Do you know why I need it so hard? Because I'm a strong guy. Look at me. I'm not a... I'm a man. I'm so strong. And I say, Holy Spirit, make it so clear. Give me the gifts of wisdom to understand. Is that door so open I cannot miss it? or close it so hard, I cannot go through it. And Paul made the same experience actually in Acts chapter 16, verse 6. The Holy Spirit has forbidden those guys to going in certain cities. Have you ever known that? That the Holy Spirit said, no, you cannot go. 
He locked the doors and I need that in my life. For example, when you want to sell your house or you're thinking about a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whatever, you need that gift of wisdom to know what is on God's heart, right? Because I don't want to make a wrong decision. And the second thing what you can learn is also the, the principle of deadline principle. What do I mean about the deadline principle? Deadline principle means I don't, I don't know how much faith God has given you for a certain situation. And I will never argue about your faith and capacity God has given to you. But I met a guy some weeks ago, somewhere in Germany on a highway out of the nowhere. And he saw me and said to me, oh, are you Leo Bigger? I said, yes, I recognize you because of your voice. Like, I know what you're talking about. When I hear me talking, I know it's Leo. And he said to me, 10 years ago, his wife left him and they got divorced. And I said, I'm sorry. And he said, but I have to ring. For more than 10 years, I still believe, I still wait, I still proclaim that we will come together. Have you ever heard that? Or maybe you are thinking, wow, or you say, wow. I said, hey, you don't understand one thing. God has given every person a free will. God cannot manipulate your, your wife's heart and all of a sudden she's loving you. God can knock at her heart, but she must open her heart. And I said, look, I, I don't want to push your faith, but it can be that from now, the next 20 years, you still believe the ring is the thing, oh, the precious, beautiful ring. And you will die as a single, still believing that one day you come together. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And I said, hey, maybe you should make a deadline. You say, from now, I will wait another year. I believe, I fast and pray, I do everything for her. But if she's not coming back in a year, I will give her up and I will open up my heart for a new partner. And that's the deadline thing, that's wisdom. But I don't know how, it can be for you a year, it can be 10 years, that's capacity of your faith, actually. Another thing that can help you with the Holy Spirit to get wisdom is the pro and con list. Pro and con list means if you are not sure about something, make a list and invite the Holy Spirit. This is what I did many years back. Um, we're living in a house and uh, I said to my family, I want to move out. I want to buy a another house. And my kids said, yeah, if you're going, you can go yourself, but we stay in the old house. I said, oh, that's the problem. We made a list pro and con. And what I do is say, Holy Spirit, we make now a decision. We need wisdom. Help us to understand what is on your heart. Then we wrote down all the pros on the list and all the, 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 the con. And there was only one thing was for moving. Only one thing was for moving was, I want to have something new. But it was only one to 10. And that was the moment we realized we want to stay in the old house because our kids and the pro and con list helps you just write it down what speaks pro and what speaks against it. It's a very, very simple uh, way of to get wisdom. Are you with me? Yes, yes. Then it's a 10-10 method. 10-10 means, what will I think of my decisions after 10 minutes? If you have an affair, if you have an affair, speaking now as a pastor, if you have an affair, you will regret after five seconds, <laughs> not 10 minutes. A lot of people come to me, oh, Pastor Leo, after 10 minutes, say, oh my gosh, flipping flip. I said, yeah, it was flip, actually. 
That means, what are you thinking about after 10 minutes? What do you think about 10 months? And what do you think about from now in 10 years? And this thought helps me with the Holy Spirit to ask a really honest question. Here is the point. When the cloud is moving, you have to move too. It's the cloud of God staying. You have to stay too. God says that when the cloud is moving, move. If the cloud stays, stays. This is always the principle. When God moves, you move. If God doesn't move, you will not move. And another thing how you can have the wisdom of God is also the decision questions. And there's a lot of questions you can ask. It's so easy questions. And you need that in those moments you're not sure. What does God want from me? When God says to you, from me, for example, a guy asked me, how long will you be a pastor in ISF Zurich? I said, as long as God says stay. Because I have a contract with God, not with ISF. <laughs> ISF just pays the bill, but I have a contract with God, right? If God says you have to move, I will move. If God says stay, stays. This is in every area of your life, actually. Ask the question, what does God want from me? What do I really want? What does my heart want? What is my heart telling me? What do I want this? And being honest with myself, have I checked the alternatives? Do I know the consequences? Those things are helping me actually to use God, the Holy Spirit as a trampoline. So, so I, I do it by myself. So, Are you with me? Do you, do you learn something? Yes. Anna, you're so quiet. You're more quiet than my kids. The Holy Spirit has me like wisdom. So wisdom. All those things help me to get the gifts of wisdom. And another thing is the gifts of knowledge. And I love it because I wrote it down. It's the realization to know why one is in a certain situation. And sometimes we wish that all the time the trampling is there. But sometimes you're running into a situation and it's not the devil, it's my own fault. And how can you know is it the devil or it's me? It's the gift of discernment to know exactly why in the world I'm facing this situation. I tell you a simple story to make a complex uh, theological point. Easy, and um, some years back, I drove too fast with my car. I got so many bills, you know. I have to pay fines and fines and fines and fines. My wife said, just use the, te the tempo mod. Tempo mod? The cruise, cruise controller? We don't have a cruise controller in Switzerland. For what? The highways are so small. And so many bills and bills and fines and fines and fines and fines. And one day my, ask, my wife asked me, Ask the Holy Spirit, the gifts of discernment, knowledge, is there maybe a reason you have done something wrong? You cannot always blame the Swiss police, the radar, and the slow cars in front of you. And I said, Holy Spirit, is there a reason why I pay so many fines to the Swiss governance? I know the Swiss governance will use that fines and build beautiful streets, but I don't want to support all the streets. And it was the moment I got like in a one second like a thought. When you're asking the question, the Holy Spirit, listen. 
And he reminded me about a friend who made a, I did a commitment with my friend. I promised him something to give. I said, yeah, Holy Spirit. I know, I promised him, but you don't know Holy Spirit. He is weird. He has disappointed me. I made a commitment, but he disappointed me the last month. And I withdraw actually my commitment. It was only a small thing. It was something about 100 Swiss francs or 100 US dollars. A small thing. And he said, but you made a commitment. I said, yes. But say, I don't, you don't understand. He's weird. He disappointed me. He wasn't nice to me. And he spoke negative about me behind my back. Holy Spirit, have you ever forgot those things? Huh? He did this to me. Have you ever had these moments? And he said to me, but Leo, you made a promise. And if you don't keep the promise, you open up a door for the spiritual world and the Satan will sneak in and you have, you're paying fines and fines and fines and fines and it won't stop until you keep and fulfill the promise. I said, really? That's hard. Forgiveness, it's not fair. It's hard. It's unfair. I paid him that money with a huge anointed Holy Spirit smile. Here, take it, you sucker. <laughs> yeah, but it's better giving with a bad heart, but I give it to him. And from that moment on, no joke, I never had any fine again. It was like over. And sometimes the Holy Spirit gives you a revelation about something. It's your own fault and you cannot use the trampoline. But sometimes the Holy Spirit gives you the gifts of discernment of knowledge to understand it's not your fault. Another story, we, we were like four years ago in Innsbruck for a worship tour. We want to start a church there in Austria. It's, I don't, I want to, I don't want to use the word, but Austria, it's not so easy to plant a church, actually. It's not the Bible Belt of Europe. And I had my Harley Davidson parked by the train station we had an amazing evening, around 40 people. The Holy Spirit was moving, people got saved. It was a really strong evening. And the next morning when I picked up my bike, there was a damage in my engine. I drove to the Harley Davidson shop and he said to me, your engine is damaged. I said, how can it be? It's only three years old, brand new. And he said, this has never happened before. He said, I don't know why those things are happening, but it's, it's unreal. And I paid 2,000 euros to fix my Harley Davidson. And I asked the Holy Spirit again, have I done something wrong? Is this my own fault? Was my preaching not good enough? Was not friendly enough? Have not, I have not prayed for the people? Or whatever. And then I was quiet again. And the Holy Spirit said to me, no, a new level, it's always a new devil. You cannot conquer a new city or a new land or something spiritually. And the devil will say, oh my gosh, I'm your biggest fan. The devil is always after the weakest part in your family. And in that moment, it was not my boys, it was my Harley. <laughs> and I want to ask you a question. Who paid the 2000 church planting Harley Davidson engine problem? The church? Austria? The government? No, me. That's why being church, living church, doing church, doing church planting, 
costs not only money, it costs nerves, and sometimes it's not fair. But I build the kingdom of God whatever price it takes. Amen? So, so my point is, the gifts of knowledge means you ask the Holy Spirit, is this my own fault in my life or is this a challenge? The third gift is the gift of prophecy. It's a message which contains encouragement from God. I think everyone needs encouragement. You need encouragement more than you can think or imagine because sometimes I'm doing wrong things. Sometimes I think or feel or some people are doing something better. I start to compare myself. I start getting a little bit jealous. You know, all those things. And I love the Bible because Paul says in the first Corinthians chapter 14, verse 31, for you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. Hey, check this out. I've underlined some words. I love it. Because all of you can prophesy. Everyone. There's not one person in the body of Jesus Christ is not able to prophesy. Do you know that? You are a prophet. You can speak the truth of God over people's life. But I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't know, Basilio, but how does prophecy work? It's more simple than you can ever think or imagine. A word of prophecy means you speak out how God sees the person. What is the potential? What is the calling of God over your wife, over your mom, over your dad, over your church, over your small group, over your nation? God has given Switzerland a prophetic calling. Switzerland was always always in the middle of all the nations. People came from all over the world to Nogiesh to, to make peace in Switzerland. And you speak out God's sight over your life. Why is this so important? Because sometimes you get stressed, you're doing messy things, and then you forgot and you don't see anymore what is the calling of God over your life. I want to remind this church, we have an amazing name. The name is ICF International Christian Fellowship. We started as a Swiss church only here in Zurich. Zurich is not international. Zurich is just a city. When we came up with this name, I felt, God, there is something wrong with international Christian fellowship with only Swiss people. Swiss people are not international. They're Swiss people, right? So Swiss, Swiss people. And years later, we planted some churches in Switzerland, then in Austria, then in Germany, and now around the world. And all of a sudden, becomes our calling, our prophetic view of God. We are a church planting movement, international Christian fellowship around the world. You know why I'm saying this? Do you know how many emails we get? About the messages, a guy said this last, last so weekend to me, your message are so low. You don't preach the word of God using all these props. I said, really? What about Jesus? He spoke about sheep. That's 1,900 props. And often we get emails and feedbacks and sometimes you feel, why in the world I'm doing what I'm doing? Have you ever had this feeling? You're praying for sick people, they never say thanks. Or you're helping people in your small group, they never say thanks. And after a while you say, why in the world I'm doing this? And then you need the prophetic word, but you are called 
to be the salt and the light of this earth. This church has a calling, despise the email, despise all the failures in this building, but we have a calling. We are a church planting movement, international Christian fellowship church plant around the world. That's why I want to encourage you, ask the Holy Spirit for a word for your husband, for your wife, for your small group. And I want to close with the gifts of tongues. <laughs> That's always cool. It's a prayer in a language unknown to yourself. And I always laugh about it because Swiss people is a lot of people exactly speaking in tongues. <laughs> speaking in tongues, dear friends, is for a lot of people a weird thing. But there's different ways of you can speak in tongues. But speaking in tongues is for me often when I don't know how to solve a situation. When I don't know how can I handle the next day. And in Romans chapter 8, and I want to read it to you, 26. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. Have you ever had this feeling, God, this challenge is so big, I don't know how to handle this anymore. We are ought to pray. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us to the worldless groans. And that's the point you don't understand. I asked my, one of my sons, do you speak in tongues? He said, yes, of course I do. How do you learn that? He said, yeah, easy. You just start with a word. Like Yamaha, Chandra, Handra, Handra, Honda, Shindra, Hongra, Vandra, Chandra, Hendra. You start with a word. It can be Gura Labashe. You start, it sounds weird, right? But the first time when you walked, it looked also weird. You learn a language and you don't understand. And when you're speaking in tongues, I'll tell you what it does. It creates peace in you and a trust and a faith that God will do it. Some years ago, I was flying. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a frequent flyer, actually. And I'm not afraid of flying because my mom said, every plane comes down. For all, the, all these people, your fear, it comes down. It doesn't stick in the air. Hallelujah, it comes down always. It doesn't help, I know. But I had this, a lot of, I walked in and had the feeling the plane is crashing right now for around maybe five different flights I was sweating do you know what I did I start speaking tongues I pray for the captain I pray for Emirates for Swiss Air for Lufthansa oh Lufthansa the Germans and you know what speaking tongues it helps me to overcome my fear and after speaking tongues for a certain time my fear left if you tell this to an unbeliever you say is everything okay with you but it works very well hey thanks for watching Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your
your friendship. The that podcast could be a very, very cool thing. Just share the link because it's pretty, pretty easy. And I'm looking forward to see you again. Tune in and God bless you and see you soon. Bye-bye.